Welcome to the Social Insight Show, sharing social media industry perspectives. And now, here's your host, Jeff DeHaven. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Social Insights Podcast Show. I am broadcasting from Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, California. I am stoked to have Michael Gebbins sitting down with me. I've yeah. seen you online. I've followed you online. And to meet face-to-face and yeah. chat is an honor. So hey, thank you. I'm pumped to be here, buddy. Appreciate cool. it. Thanks for having me. So the perspective that I want to go into today is talking really about social media and, and those that are doing social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it gets thrown on a marketing person who has just done traditional marketing for years mm-hmm. or maybe it's thrown on a communication team who A, doesn't have the passion, B, may not know, and it's okay that they don't know how it all works right. um, because it's something, again, that they got tossed on. So yeah. let's talk about you know, how you pull that passion out of there because your passion just shows <laughs> and a little bit of get your perspective on this. Yeah, well, I mean, I... I, uh, I you know, I have a lot of energy naturally. People always asking me if I'm, you know, on coffee or doing some kind Red of bowl. drug or whatever, right? Bowl, whatever it is. But it's <laughs> right. just like I get enough sleep, and I just love what I do. But um, when awesome. it comes to to social media, I think the thing here at Social Media Marketing World that we're talking about is people are really overwhelmed in regards to what do they use. There's so many different platforms that keep popping up every day, mm-hmm. and um, you know. For me, I think a lot of people are in their heads. Um, I, I might like this, I'm like this, I, I'm multi-passionate, I like all these different things, but I really believe that that a lot of times is in people's heads. And so they don't actually try to do things to figure out which ones they actually like or dislike. And so a big thing that I talk about is this concept of MIA. And I use it in all aspects of my life that I've been able to do some pretty incredible things with some awesome people in my video production company. Um, And it's this massive imperfect action. And so everybody's looking for the right time, the perfect time to right color, the right this. Everything's got to align. And what I've found is is that, you know, um, you have this kind of plaid shirt on right now. And I think it's a cool shirt, but somebody else could be like, that is the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. But does that make the shirt bad? No, it's just, it's somebody's opinion. Right. So we all have these different opinions. And so um, I was talking to a guy here who was like, I I was on all these different platforms and nothing was clicking, Mm -hmm. but he was trying the platforms. He was giving them a good go and it just wasn't clicking. Then for him, Snapchat, he got on and and now a year ago he was a quote unquote, nobody. And then now he's on panels and things this year, just a year later, because he saw something with it and really enjoyed it. And so I just encourage everybody to get out there and just start trying things um, and see what clicks. And you've got to start to, I think, listen to your gut or your intuition of just what clicks for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what clicks for me and what clicks for you are going to be two different things. You know, they talk about you have a radio voice, you don't have the, you can't be on camera. I mean, sure. Again, it's all opinion. There's (laughs) one person's perspective of ugly and pretty, like it's different. I could see that was ugly. So it goes on and on like this. And so for me, um, YouTube was a great platform for me because I have a lot of energy. A lot of people kept telling me, you need to be on camera, you need to be on camera. And <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I got on camera and I did that and it worked really well. Um, but another thing that people need to remember is that social media you still have to connect in real life with people. Like we're doing this right now in real life. Like mm-hmm. my YouTube channel went up 5,000 subscribers in a week from something wow. I did in real life. Hmm. Um, you know, so I have a, a background in video production, own a video production company, and there was a YouTuber. Um, they have It's Judy's Life. So they have a YouTube channel. They do these vlogging videos daily. They get like 300,000 views a day. And he wanted to do something as like a, a an anniversary type of special uh, experience he created for his wife, Benji did as the as the husband. So he flew me out, and uh, and when we got there, we did the whole video. He put it on his channel, but at the very end, he mentioned me, 
and they have like I don't know 900,000 plus subscribers on this particular channel and so when it got to the end of that I mean this video has over a million views now wow. um, but just like that within a week I went up but but that came from something I did in real life that I connected then I used YouTube and then you know that that collaboration then led me to grow that channel and then be able to impact more people and reach more people so I think that there's a level of we just try to do everything online all the time but I'm really a firm believer that offline is equally as powerful and then you use social to um, help get that in front of more people of course right. um, you know and so for me when I used to do these things with weddings I would do something called a same day edit so I would shoot their their wedding and I would edit and show a video that night at the reception That's well intense, then, then the <laughs> next day I would put it online and I put it on Facebook and they would share it yeah. and so that got it in front of more people so I think that there's this level of we think it's an all-or-nothing sometimes like it's all online or all offline it's not to, for me it's it's a combination of utilizing offline methods and connecting with people and then you know extending that relationship online and that's the best way to do it but what platform works best well some of the most successful people that I've had the, the honor and privilege to, to work with that do really really well did one thing see what we what we forget is that we see people where they're at today so they might have four books out a YouTube a podcast the snapchat all these different things right. but more than likely the most successful ones if you look at them had one thing first and then when they brought out or started a Facebook page and they already had 2 million subscribers on a YouTube channel they're like hey we have a Facebook page and now 180,000 people boom it's, it's huge overnight but when we're trying to be great at like all these different things at once we're really usually pretty half-assed at all of them we're not we're not a master at any of them and so I found that you've got to focus so find that platform test try tweak toss things and find that platform that you can just go in on and then from there when you become bigger on that, when you become this little maybe micro celebrity or whatever it is that you're trying to do for your business or your life or your brand, um, then you can start to go on some other things if it fits. Mm -hmm. um, but don't try to do everything and be all things to all people on every platform. There's just not enough time in a day to keep your sanity to do it long enough because that's the other thing. Um, you've got to get momentum and you've got to keep doing stuff consistently. And if you're constantly, one of my buddies, we talk about building a bridge. If you keep not completing bridges you don't get to the other side <laughs> yeah. of what you might want or desire so anyways and it's so. easy to get discouraged because like you said you're not seeing the results on mm -hmm. these platforms because maybe it's not the best space or maybe you're not utilizing it in the best way that it can because maybe you can't produce videos so mm -hmm. you know you're trying to to do something yeah. on a video platform that doesn't work yeah um, and you know snapchat would be one that, that I would look at from there so I guess, what do you look at uh, to say or find? Where do you find that, that, that right fit? Just by trying it out or just by, you know, seeing, you know, if you can some way, you know, ask or, or see your survey, your fan base or your audience? Yeah, well, or? I think that the big question, too, is sometimes what are, what are people actually doing? I mean, I question sometimes here, you know, we, we heard Gary Vaynerchuk at the, at the keynote last night, and yeah. there's this just this level of this whole social media thing and everybody thinking that they're going to become these celebrities on certain levels and I'm not saying people can't but um, you know <laughs> there's very few and yeah. I think that sometimes people don't actually possess like, any like what are they doing they're just going on there and it's aimless and so I think when you have no purpose on what it is you're trying to accomplish for me the biggest things I did with social media was actually wanting to inspire like 
by the time I started to create any semblance of a personal brand, if you will, and got on social media on that perspective, I was already, I started my video production company in 2006. It was probably almost 2013 before I started creating YouTube videos and doing the podcast and doing these things because I was just building my production company. Um, and then in 2011, I was able to work with Tim Ferriss, 2012, Tony Robbins. I've been to Sir Richard Branson's Island like four times. I had all these things, but I did all that. So when I went and wanted to inspire people, I had already accomplished a lot and wanted to just be like, wow, like, I live in a small town of 30,000 people in the Midwest. I've never had to move away. I'm close to my family. And for me, there's just this level of like, I wanted to see other people who had big dreams and big ambitions um, to know that they could do it. And so that was my big thing. But I didn't try to monetize it. I wasn't trying to make money off of it. I just wanted to do it. And I would do it whether or not I would get paid for it. And it's the same thing of how I grew my video production company. It didn't, like some of my biggest stuff, it didn't matter whether I was getting paid or not, I still did it. And I think you have to ask yourself a question sometimes in what you're doing. If you didn't need money, would you keep doing it yeah. or would you stop it? And that's a big sign for me because I think a lot of people are only doing things because they're trying to make money off of it. They're trying to be a celebrity or whatever. But if they won the lottery today, they wouldn't touch any of it. Right. And, and, and so for me, I find that the things that I can sustain, that I can do, that I love, that, that give me results is things that I genuinely enjoy doing and would do indefinitely whether I get money or not. If you're only in things, some people, very few I find, some people think they're driven by money, but most are not. And so if that is not your sole driver, but you make it appear as though it is, you'll probably lose because to get to a destination of having a lot of money, having a lot of subscribers, having this following, having all that stuff, there is so much hard work, there's so much pain and struggle that most, I'm super optimistic, but most won't make it there because they don't genuinely love it. And so, anyways. And you've done, you know, you've done daily videos, mm -hmm. you've done podcasts, and I'm sure there's other things that yeah. kind of maybe leaving off that list, but from those different things that you've done, you've tried, you've experimented with, I mean, what's little nuggets that you've taken from that um, and, and what have you gained from those 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 times that you've spent doing those yeah, things? Yeah, you know, I, for me, I'm actually, I am most excited about the live aspects, uh, the Periscope, Facebook Live. I've been waiting for Facebook Live to, I, I was like, I had all my friends like getting who weren't even using it. I was like, oh I know. my God. Give me that check, give me that check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and now they <laughs> don't even have to have the check and right, I like, have right. it on the pages and stuff. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, so that's something I'm really, really excited about because what I found for me, because a big thing that I do in the business that we're building now with my partner, Steve Sisler, is really getting to the core of how people are wired. And so, you know, he talks about if, you know, if you're a head of lettuce trying to hammer a nail, it ain't going to work. You know, finding that sweet spot of like what you love, like, and so for me, it's, it's connection with people. And so when I have done things where it's all behind the scenes and it's just, you know, text popping up on a, on a YouTube comment or whatever, or it, the big one for me was even the podcast. I did 150 episodes and I, I was seeing downloads, but like that was the only thing, or not downloads, what could I see? Yep, yeah, downloads. So not, no, you couldn't see subscribers on iTunes or whatever. It lips okay. in, I just had the like, I guess it was downloads or plays or whatever. And I couldn't see likes or subscribers or, comments or anything I mean trying to get them back to a blog or whatever but I remember doing this one episode just going please like say something if you're if you're here if you're listening or whatever right. and like it, it felt like for all intents and purposes that there really weren't many people that would come back and engage with me personally because I always tried I don't want to ever push there's obviously people who do extremely well with podcasts mm -hmm. but for me um, 
any of the platforms that like lacked engagement like from a standpoint of like being able to see people interact that's why i love the live because like right there i can say something people are commenting back and i can go back and forth yeah, yeah. um that's the closest thing to human <laughs> interaction but when it's just like put a video up on youtube and then you know comments start to come in like i just don't get jazzed about that that's just who i am some people can sit in a dark room with their computer for days on end and code and love it yeah like that's yeah. not me right. but i think people try to become things they're not and that's why they lose so for me i think again back to what are the nuggets of all the things because i've tried i mean i did like 60 to 90 days of writing on medium i've okay. done you know 180 youtube videos i've done 150 podcasts you know i did probably 60 to 90 days of daily you know vlogging videos and I was putting them on facebook put them on youtube like so i've done a lot of that so when i talk about mia and imperfect action i've tried a lot of things and the live aspect is probably my favorite and the thing i'm most excited about because knowing how i'm wired um it's that it's that connection and i've still believe today if you removed all the social media from my life, I'd still succeed. <laughs> so, you know, I think that there's businesses that, um, you know, need social media and it can enhance their business. Um, but I think that the, the good old fashioned getting out there and, and becoming great at something and having a skill set that you can go provide value to people and do something, you know, from whether it be photography, video, design, writing. I mean, people need writers. Like, there's so many things that I think everybody's trying to be again, the celebrity person, and not everybody needs to be. Right. Um, you know, the one guy, what was he, the, the YouTuber, the, the Vine guy that's here, oh, yeah. Zach, uh, Zach, Zach King. King. Yeah, I mean, that guy's innately a comedic, creative person. It's a natural thing, and when he fell into that, it all just worked and it clicked. Mm -hmm. But some of us are like, well, I really like him. And they're trying to be funny that they're not funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> at all. Oh, yeah, and yeah. maybe you can find your own little not funny and still win. But I think a lot of times it's like find that sweet spot. And, and the only way you find it, the only way I believe you gain clarity is through doing. You can't not gain it from reading, watching, listening, or walking around or coming to events. You don't just get it from osmosis and like watching things. You get it from actually doing and trying things and then being aware to go, that didn't work. You know, and not, not just about working. It's not do something once and then be like giving everything up. Yeah, yeah. But I think that give things a fair shot, listen to your gut, and, and go with it sometimes. So. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question is how do you know, okay, I've given this enough time. It's just maybe it's not the right time, not the right fit, not the right platform mm -hmm. to really say either from a personal perspective or from a business to say, okay, we're, you know, we're not seeing retweets. You yeah. know, people aren't following us. Our fan base isn't growing. Maybe being on Twitter is not the best place for yeah. this type of business. Yeah. Or, yeah. or me personally, because I'm just getting drained by it and get, not getting anything in return. You know, everybody's got different opinions. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. Theme I keep bringing <laughs> up of opinions. But, you know, depending on who's listening here, if you're more than likely a, a solopreneur, where, you know, I think the other problem is, is that I brought up Richard Branson earlier. Some of us might not be thinking of, of him per se, but we're thinking of people that we see sometimes that are bigger, but they're not alone. And they're really great at delegating and outsourcing, and there's teams of people around them doing things sometimes. And so when you're a solo person, that's back to why you just cannot do 25 million different things when you're the only one doing it. You know, if you've got a wife and kids, and then you're gonna run a business, and you, you start adding these things up, right? Your, your time just keeps dwindling down. And so um, for me, life like and I've gone through a lot of ups and downs so for me now like my overall happiness is far more important than whether or not like I'm gonna plunge through being miserable on some social media platform because I'm waiting for this like breakthrough with it like again that's back to do you 
do you enjoy it in any capacity? Can you do it and have fun with it, whether there's five people watching you or whether there's 50,000? Because I think it's the same thing with money and everything else. If you're not very happy with a little bit of money, you won't be very happy with a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I believe that because I've been at both spectrums. And so uh, I, I think that that's a thing again. You, you've got to um, just listen. There's And there's, there's no... There's always going to be that thing where you got off of and you're like, oh, crap, look what happened to it, you know, <laughs> yeah. but but that stuff happens. But you, you can't predict those things. But at the same time, you can't be all things, all people. And you can't you, you just you, you got to stick in with something. And I think you'll know it when you know it, but you'll only know it by doing it. Right. You won't know it by just thinking about it. You right. know, I always say people like I have too many things I like to do. I don't know which one to pick. Well, to me, if you picked something and you freaking are like jazzed about it all the time like how is that the wrong thing right the yeah. thing that's wrong is the thing that you're like miserable to get up every day and do i mean i have this natural energy and it's not believe me i have bad days i don't want to talk <laughs> to people sometimes like i'm a human being but yeah. at the same time i go for majority minority so if 80 percent of the time i can wake up looking forward to a monday rather than like only looking forward to friday yeah. um then that's success to me and success anyways is also um, not some far off distant future. Like I had a guy I was just talking to today. He's like, man, well, I'm not where I want to be yet. And more than likely, if you don't change that attitude, you'll never be where you want to be. So you'll always be chasing something in the future. Now I believe in continuing to improve and move forward and change and adapt, but it shouldn't be at the expense of like, I'm never where I want to be. Like, so I'm not happy now because I don't have this amount of money or this following or this or that yet. Um, you know, can you, be genuinely happy and enjoy the present right now because you'll 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 achieve so much more in the future than if you just had this awesome thing happen you're like well that's not quite it yet you know so so where do you stay inspired you know interesting question you asked that um you know i again with the ups and downs um for me you know i had a time where uh when I started my production company back in the day, for whatever reason, I associated making a lot of money with being miserable and then doing something in love with just getting by. That's just what I had seen. I didn't have any entrepreneurs. I didn't really have anybody to look at, but it's just this thing that I made up in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I chose this path of doing something that I would love and be happy with and just get by. Well, I did a really great job at just getting by. And what's interesting, as I increased my income, I also increased my unhappiness. Okay. Somehow crazy correlation that <laughs> when you think of certain things, that's how it starts. So at the peak of making the most money that I had ever made, I also was the uh, unhappiest. And it kind of reinforced in my mind originally what I thought making a lot of money would do. So the girl I'm now marrying and all these things, like I lost her and I lost all these things and I burned all these relationships because it was all focused on business. And... Um, so then I really shifted my life around and rather building my life around a business, I built my business around a life now. So I've shifted everything around. When I'm at home, I walk with my grandpa every morning at the mall. And, uh, I saw that. I love that. Yeah. I love seeing that. And, and I think a lot of people, I mean, that's one thing with Gary. I mean, that, you know, he kind of got a little snippy at it at the thing um, when people asked him about it because people don't see that side. And I, I believe that's true. And I think it's great that he's chosen to completely separate that. Um, but I think there is a level that people are yearning to know, well, you say family first, you say these things. How much, like, what does that look like? Because yeah. we, my buddy Steve, my partner Steve, and, and uh, what we do with the Behavior Resource Group is like, we don't see others as they are. We see them as we are. So because family first to me isn't seeing them 30 days a year, you know, or, or when I go to bed um, and I work 15 hours a day. That's his version of that. So I, I've, I've tried to remove judgment on that. 
but family first to me means I spend more time and you know more time with my family than I am necessarily with my business. Um, but and I don't just do my business for them, but I'm never with them. I see that all the time. I see yeah. people get divorced and all these things because you know I'm doing this all for them, but they're never with them. And really, the kids when they're young and these things, they don't. They just want them. And so for me. Um, it is my family. I'm very close to my family. Uh, my fiance means the world to me, and and they're who inspire me to continue to move and push and do great things. But at the same time, I believe rather than balance, there is a level of integration. And I heard this. I don't remember from who, but you know, rather than trying to like shut things off, because I, my work is my play. Like it's my sport. I joke it's my ESPN. Like <laughs> when I don't have anything else to do, that's what I'm doing. And so yeah, yeah. it's 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 not a matter of like trying to fully separate it. Um, and I believe the single biggest thing that's made a difference in my life that can help other people as well is actually communication. Um, I'm very transparent. I communicate probably excessively now with my fiance, with my friends, with my family, and that makes a huge difference. And so um, they inspire me to keep moving, but I also, um, I love what I do, you know, and that's taken a long time. I had a lot of clients and a lot of work that I would do that, I mean, even social media marketing world for all intents and purposes came to me originally and wanted me to do something video-wise that I didn't want to do, was capable of, but didn't want to do, didn't like, would have been miserable, would have complained, could have pulled it off, would have got paid for it. Um, and I chose to tell them how I do it, how I could bring value, what my style was and what that looked like. And they ended up going with me. And now I, if I pretty much have to tell them I don't want to do it anymore to get them to you know, not use me probably because they really, <laughs> you really like me as a person and the team that I bring. Um, and we have a blast. But I believe that. Like people let people control them all the time. And I don't really let that happen anymore. But I did. You know, again, I'm human, and so I, a lot of things I'm talking about have come from a pain or a deficit or a negative thing that I've overcome. Um, it's not just hearsay, me talking like I think that sounds cool. <laughs> so. This is awesome, man. I, I love your perspective, and I love that we can have this conversation. Yeah, so for you. those that want to learn more about you or stay connected with yeah. you, where are some resources or ways they can do uh, that? The best way, we, we actually have an event. Um, it's called the Jumpstarters Experience, and they can go to jumpstarters.net. And uh, it's really cool. It's a two-day event, and it's just a few hundred dollars, and you get this personal assessment that you'll get ahead of time with a few videos that go with that, and then just two days of us really over-delivering for people and helping people hone in. What is that sweet spot for them? Like, how are they wired um, so that they can get up and do stuff they love and be excited and be inspired and be passionate about it rather than living these lives of quiet desperation wanting to, to figure out what it is that they should be doing and, and, and coming to conferences like this and being maybe overwhelmed even though there's great information because yeah. um, once you zone in on what you're not who you are is so much easier so well thanks Gabs appreciate it yeah awesome to, to talk to you so cool if you like what you hear certainly give us a review on iTunes we would greatly appreciate that uh, for more information about this show go to jefftohaven.com powered by blue thumb and we'll catch you on the next episode this podcast is a production of Blue Thumb Digital. For more useful information, head over to bluethumbdigital.com.